On today's episode of Inside the Nest, we recap the first scrimmage for Kennesaw State football with Nikeem Farrow and Cole Loden. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and it was a lively scrimmage last Friday over at the Perch. Nikeem Farah running back put on a show, scored three touchdowns. Catching up with him, though, he was a little critical of himself, though he reminisces on those touchdowns and just the pure excitement of getting out there for a scrimmage. Defensive back Cole Loden shared in that excitement of doing something different than the standard practice routine and putting on the pads and, as he says, a cage match out there between the offense and the defense. A fun conversation with each of them. We touch on their hometowns and why it's important, at least for Cole, this weekend. It's Inside the Nest, and we'll start out with Nikeem Farrow. And you were someone who it was pretty hard to lose track of you out there. I think you found the end zone at least two. Was it three times? Yes, I hope three. How did you feel after that scrimmage? Uh, I feel like I did a okay job. You know, uh, definitely can get better though. In what ways? Just anything on the field. You know, um, I made a lot of mistakes. You know, it probably wasn't you know obvious, but me and the coaches, you know, we talked about it and. You know, he graded them. He, he graded me pretty hard, so it was a lot of stuff that I need to um, improve on. Okay, well, let's talk about the good stuff. You had, out of your touchdown runs, there was uh, one with short yards. Then you had a couple that you really burst through for like 15 or 20-so yards. What was it like making your way through the defense and then finding pay dirt there and getting to do something that's pretty fun? I mean, that's compared to a typical drill in practice, you don't get to celebrate that much. But when you mm -hmm. score in a scrimmage, that's exciting, right? Yes, sir. Well, yeah, like I was telling my teammates, you know, they uh, started off with good blocking. So um, when they blocked, you know, they, they watched the defense for me and I, I made a cutback. And when I seen the green, you know, I had to take it. We sit here now roughly coming up on like the halfway mark of fall ball right now. Has it gone by fast for you? Yeah, extremely fast. You know, I expected it to go by slow, but it's been going by real fast. What areas do you think you've taken the biggest strides? The plays and like the tempo of Kennesaw, cause like last year, my uh, freshman year, it was like I really couldn't get the speed. You know, coach would always tell me I'm practicing slow and I didn't really know the plays. So uh, going into this year, I wanted to just make sure that I locked in and got the plays and adjusted to how the coaches wanted me to play. Your group returns lots of talent. Tell me about this group right now. What's the chemistry like? How? What support do you have amongst your teammates, and who are you trying to support as well? They're my brothers, man. We uh, we all we don't got real close, you know. So um, everybody really returned, and we got uh, a few more uh slots coming in, and you know we welcome them with open arms. So everybody close, you know. We we equally, you know, we all talented. We all bring different stuff to the table. So I feel like you know. We got a good room this year. Probably the most talent we've had so far. Hmm. Being out there watching y'all practice, you do a variety of drills. Some, I think, kind of look fun. Some look like they require lots of effort and not nearly as fun. What drill do you enjoy the most in practice, and what's your least favorite? Uh, I think my, my favorite drill would probably have to be 
our time. <laughs> okay. It probably our time because you know it's everybody bringing they eat. You know, got to do your job. And my least favorite probably had to be team takeoff and all that stuff because you know, seeing like Coach Chestnut, you know, he got to have it perfect. <laughs> so we'll go out there and we'll do team takeoff for almost four periods every practice. So that right now probably had to be my least favorite. Okay, so for those that don't know, tell us what each of those drills are, our time and team takeoff. Uh, so our time is uh, three on three and uh, ball carriers. So you got the offense blocking and the defense blocking. And it's the running back job to get in the end zone. And, you know, I have a good time trying to get in the end zone. So that's, that's my favorite. And, uh, team takeoff is when the offense is just on air. We'll run the plays, and it's all about effort and execution. So if you do it right, then you're done. But you know, Coach Chestnut got to have it perfect. So it's like, we got to do it forever. <laughs> You're a name that Al fans will get to know more come this spring season. You redshirted last year. You played in three games. You're not a new name to Kennesaw State. Your cousin, Derek, played for the Owls in 15 and 16. What impact did his playing time have on your decision to come to KSU? It had a big impact on me because, like, when he was playing here, you know, I uh, – I came to a couple games, you know, I um, visited Kennesaw. He brought me up. And uh, so I already knew, like, what was, you know, Kennesaw, like, behind the football. And, you know, I went in the locker room a couple times. When I came on my visits, you know, he brought me. So I always knew what Kennesaw was. So it was always, you know, a top choice for me when choosing the school. What ultimately for you separated KSU from your other schools? It was close to home and, like, the environment. It felt like a real family here, you know, and – can't get no better than Kennesaw. Everything it just seemed perfect here, you know. And it's all about hard work, and you know where I'm from. That's that's what we do. So it's like really the same thing for me. Well, let's talk about more where you're from. You're from Bleckley County, Cochran, Georgia. For someone that doesn't know anything about those areas, tell me about it. Cochran, Georgia. You know, it's a small town. You know, really nothing. You know, it's in a. I wouldn't say the middle of nowhere, but like when I say I'm from Cochran, nobody knows where they're from. You know, like. They don't know, so I have to say, like, you know, close to making, but it's a pretty good time, you know. Everybody get along, you know, it's a pretty, you know, no violence. Everything, you know, good. Work hard. It's a football time, though, so everybody support the football. What was that like for your games in the fall? Were they pretty packed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'll admit, Nikeem, I know exactly where Cochran, Georgia is. And, <laughs> and I think – Honest to goodness, it is the hottest place on the face of Georgia. <laughs> we used to go when I was in high school, like a decade ago, we used to go to lineman camp at Middle Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Did you not? <laughs> Every time we went down there, it somehow found its way up above 100 degrees. I, I have never been in a hotter place in my life. Yeah, it is. And then when I came up here, you know, it's kind of cold and it's snowing. I've never seen snow. Like back home, it never snows. So, like, when I got over here, it's different. <laughs> You know, everybody always, like, joke on me. I always have a jacket on when I go outside in Kennesaw. And they ask me, why you got a jacket on? I'd be like, I'm cold because I ain't, like, it's kind of cold in here. I ain't used to it. If we go out and play Weber State again, you going to be ready for that? Oh, yeah. Weber State, you know, that was, that was the first, you know, with all the snow and, the, you know, the mountains. I, I really enjoyed Weber State. You know, that was a good one. So back to your high school days at Bleckley County, you starred in not just football but basketball and track as well. Did you consider playing any of those sports at the next level? I really wanted to run track, you know. I looked at track. You know, basketball, basketball is fun, but, you know, like when you get to the college, though, you know, you got the big guys, you know, and I don't think I can, you know, hang with them boys. So, you know, track was another option that I was looking at. You know, I really enjoyed running track, so. What event was your best? 
On uh, track, I feel like my best probably was the 100 meter. Hmm. What was your best time? Uh, 10 feet. That's pretty good. Have the track coaches approached you about running track here? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Uh-huh. I talked to a couple people on the team, though. <laughs> yeah? What what they say? They're like, they think I can come in there and do it. You know, I talked to a couple players. They're like, they think I, you know, should test the coaching, you know, try to do it. We sit here uh, again with about a couple of weeks or so left of fall ball. For you, what's uh, what would make fall ball a success in your opinion? What are the last things that you really want to improve at and carry into the winter months before we come back out and start preseason practice? You know, keep working hard and getting towards my full potential because I hold myself, you know, to a high standard. So I know that I'm not at the best of what I know I am right now. So I feel like going towards the end, I feel like I should be close to my full potential. And not me, but just like the whole team, you know, going towards the gold standard. Because right now, you know, I feel like we're doing all right, but we're not where we need to be right now. Hmm. Wise words. Now, Kane, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest, and uh, best of luck out there. All right, thank you. We'd like to take the time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Inside the Nest would also like to thank our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class health care to every person, every time. It's Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. Thanks to Nikeem Farrow for joining us on the pod. And now we'll transition to Cole Loden on Inside the Nest. Cole, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. We just had our first scrimmage last week. We just talked to Nikeem Farrow. Uh, he was happy about some parts. He said there's also lots of room for improvement for him and the Owls to uh, try to get up to that gold standard. What did you think about last week's scrimmage? Uh, yeah, it's uh, good to be on the podcast with you. I I was uh, ecstatic about it. Like, it was great to get back into a game-like environment, having refs out there and being able to compete, uh, coaches being more out of it, and more players just competing with each other. Um so it's a clo- as close as we can get to a game-like environment right now, which is awesome. And, yeah, definitely plenty to learn off of. I think Coach Bohannon hit it right on the head when he said our biggest opponent right now is us. And uh, that definitely showed in the scrimmage that uh, we beat ourselves and shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, and that's something we have to work on as a team and grow as a team. And we're just blessed to be able to go out there and be able to scrimmage. I know a lot of teams aren't getting that chance. And, this scrimmage showed us a lot, so I'm just grateful that we were able to go out there and compete. But it was awesome. It was good vibes around the team and good to be out there competing again. Is that the most excited you've ever been for a scrimmage in your life? <laughs> um, excited? Probably. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been pretty nervous my first scrimmage at Kennesaw. Um, different, different feelings, excited, nervousness. But I'm excited to get back to some normalcy and uh, regular competition. I was definitely excited. Um, Yeah. I want you to go back to that first scrimmage. What's different with you from that first scrimmage to the most recent one? Oh, wow. Um, Probably just just nervousness going into the first scrimmage. I didn't know what to expect. Um, And Kennesaw, nothing's really easy, so I knew it was going to be tough. Um, a lot to prove. Um, still have to prove myself every year and make a name for myself every year. Um, this scrimmage, I, I was able to like relax and 
um, know how things are going to run. But the first scrimmage, yeah, as a freshman, especially with those new freshmen, uh, my heart goes out to them because uh, Zoom meetings, trying to figure things out over Zoom isn't easy. Um, so that I, I know they had some pretty big eyes out there, not knowing what to expect. Uh, my first scrimmage, it was it was definitely eye-opening to the competition and how hard Kennesaw practice because it's not easy by any means. It's six plays minimum. Even if you get a three and out on defense, you got to go another three and out um, to get off the field or you just keep going until you can stop the offense. Um, and it's hard nose. They're not going to pull you out. If you're tired, you go the entire rack. Um, so it, it's hard. It's tough. Um, so that, that first one, I definitely was not ready for what I was getting myself into. They call it the cage match because we get in there on the grass field in the cage and it, it's a perfect, perfect analogy for it. That's a WWE cage match you're stepping into. Who won the scrimmage, offense or defense? Mm, I'm biased. Um, I play defense. So I want to say defense, but offense, offense did move the ball pretty well. Um, so if I'm being completely honest, I would probably say the offense because they found the end zone more times than we stopped them, I felt like, um, which definitely needs to be fixed on the defense side of the ball. So I, I'll, I'll be honest, and I'll, I'll give the offense this one, but probably won't be happening again. So I think there's high expectations for the defense coming up this spring. It was the number three total defense in the nation last year. Headliners return this year really don't lose uh, all that much off the top of my head. You're someone who I think played better as the year went on. If you look at your stats, you started to make more of an impact as those games went on later in the regular season in the playoffs as well. Going into this spring, how do you feel about the defense? Do you feel like this is going to be something where, despite all the time off, we, we pick up where we left off? Do we take that next step? Or what's the outlook? Yeah, so we did, we did have a lot of people come back, which is great. We have a lot of leaders on the defense, which I think is huge, and that is what is going to propel us into the playoffs. and let us have a great season is having leaders and pulling other guys up right now. I think the main thing we're trying to get on defense is depth um, and not having a drop off. So with Corona and stuff like that, you don't, you don't know. And our defense coordinator, uh, coach Danny Frappell always talks about, we don't know who's going to be able to play in games this upcoming season. If you're starting linebacker, Mike linebacker comes down with COVID the day before the game, next man up. So the main thing the coaches are harping on offense and defensively it doesn't matter how many returners you have. It's, a, it's about depth right now and getting those younger guys up to speed, which is really beneficial uh, being able to have this fall season off and just all preparation and fall getting ready for spring is those young – because as a freshman, I wasn't ready. As an incoming freshman, I wasn't ready. And I feel like these incoming freshmen now are a lot better prepared than I have uh, – than I was as an incoming freshman because we have had months of preparation without a game or anything – um, so really right now, uh, yeah, a bunch of returners, a bunch of leaders, which is what we need to get these freshmen up to speed and get our second string, third string, even fourth string up to speed and get ready for game situations. Does watching games on Saturday and kind of following college football and the NFL as well, where it, that happens every single weekend, everything that you're saying, it's uh, starters going to be out and it's next man up and you may have a whole position group out and you got to play some out of position does that help really reinforce what coach is talking about with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was very frustrating watching teams play on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and still is because you want to be out there. Uh, we came here to compete. And right now 
Um, we're still we're still learning, we're still practicing and watching other people play games. But it is awesome learning experience for us getting prepared. I feel like we're going to be a lot more prepared than these teams playing right now because we're seeing how everything plays out. Our coaches are learning a lot about how things are run by coaches that are playing right now. Um, so I think we're going to have a step up on the teams competing right now. And, yeah, it just reiterates everything Coach Bohan has been harping on. You see it happening in other teams. So, um, yeah, it's great that we don't have to go through it. We can live, uh, learn through others and what they're doing right now. Um, and not make the same mistake. So, yeah. Speaking of games on Saturdays, you're from St. Mary's, Georgia, Camden County. That is a stone's throw away from Jacksonville, which, of course, is home to the Florida-Georgia game this weekend. Growing up, did you ever go to any of those games? <laughs> Growing up, no. I went to a lot of Florida games um, right there on the Florida-Georgia line where my family's Florida fans and diehard Florida fans growing up. Um, but no, my mom, I don't know if you've ever been to one, but they get kind of rowdy. Um, and my mom was like, you're not going anywhere near that craziness. So uh, it was only 25 minutes away, but mom, mom didn't like the idea of being around that crowd or like driving on the roads with the, all the people partying and stuff like that on the roads as well. So no, I actually have never been to a Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville. Hmm. I went in 2009. That was when Tebow broke the SEC rushing touchdown record. Florida was number one. Georgia brought out black helmets, and it, it wasn't much of a game. It was over after a quarter. <laughs> I, I was cheering for the Gators, just to, if that's anything to you. Yeah, that is – it's one of the most incredible games um, and rivalries. Uh, actually, this weekend we were talking about – I heard from one of my teammates, Petway, said they're letting people in the stadium, so I was – Kind of interested in going this Saturday, seeing if I could uh, find a ticket or, or just chill and watch it here with my roommates. But, yeah, that was something I was talking about now that uh, mom can't, can't force me not to go. So, yeah, I was thinking about going. Well, in St. Mary's, Camden County, for those that are in the state of Georgia that follow high school football, year in, year out, Camden County's up there trying to compete for a state championship, one of the most successful programs inside the state of Georgia. Do you see similarities of the history of Camden County and its competitiveness and what you've experienced at Kennesaw now where, I mean, if we continue with this track, it's going to be similar to that, competing for championships year in, year out, and, and build a tradition of excellence? Yeah, so when I was playing, um, I, don't, I can't speak much on it now because it's a different coaching staff, but when I was playing, um, Kennesaw is very similar to what Camden County was. It's a smash mouth program. We used to run wing T, um, hard practices, building a culture of toughness. Um, not always having the biggest players or the best players, but definitely the toughest players. And that's Kennesaw's culture is, uh, you're, you might have more athletes, you might have size on us, but we're definitely going to out, uh, out, uh, have more toughness than you, um, and beat you in the fourth quarter. Um, and I, and I believe that's, that's what's propelled us to the front of the Big South and uh, someone to talk about um, in the FCS uh, football community. Um, it's just our culture and how we train and how we compete. Um, so it's very similar to Camden County and how, how we were in the past when we were up there for state championships every year. It was, it was just smash mouth football and just being the tougher team. And that's what Kennesaw is. Being from that part of the state and, and near Jacksonville and North Florida as well, were you much of a beach guy? Did you have any beach activities or on the water or fishing anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the thing to do. If 
you either a guy that rode four wheelers and trucks and mud, or you went to the, or you the, on the other side where you would go to the beach and hang out. And that was me. I, we have a small boat, so we would take it down the river, fish. My brother loves fishing. So we'd go fishing in the river or we drive 20 minutes to Fernandina beach. I don't know if you know too much about Amelia mm -hmm. Island, uh, but you can even, if you have four wheel drive, you can drive right up there on the beach, chill for the day, hang out with the family. That's, that's our thing. We take the boat out to Cumberland Island. Um, so yeah, my, my mom absolutely loves suntanning on the beach. So she would force us there every weekend. We'd be taking a trip to Cumberland Island. So yeah, um, definitely one of the main things I miss living in the city now. It's a great switch up, but I definitely miss the beach. All right. What's your biggest fishing story? What do you exaggerate? <laughs> my biggest fishing story, honestly, the one that we talk about the most so I'm one of the most unlucky fishermen. I never catch anything. My brothers and my dad go with me and they'll just be reeling them in, catching redfish, trout, um, sea bass. And I still have only caught two rocks for the day. And over quarantine, my dad took us out fishing um, at Cumberland Island on the jetties. And I haven't caught a fish in I think three years and I go multiple times. And so they have this joke they play on me every single time they get my hopes up I tell them I'm never going fishing again and they take me and they're like this is your day and nobody had a bite all day and I all of a sudden get a bite and I get overexcited and yank the reel back so hard like if and it was a rock it was a rock but I got so excited I didn't know the difference and they said if it was a fish the fish would have been propelled out of the water and over the boat because I just yanked so hard trying to set the hook. I got too excited. Um, so they make fun of me all the time of how aggressively I tried hooking that fish, but it was a rock again. Um, so still on, still on my streak of not catching a fish. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, a story to remember that they always pick on me about. I think I want to go fishing with you. You're not going to catch them. I, I can save the rest for me. <laughs> it's with fishing and hunting. I told my, I went with my, one of my high school coaches duck hunting last year. And I was like, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm one of the most unlucky fishermen and hunters. Like I don't, I don't ever get anything. And he's like, Oh, it's all right. We'll take a first ever time duck hunting. He's like, I've never not seen a duck. Well, we got up at 4am in the freezing cold and sat in the water waiting for a duck. Did not see a single duck. First time he's never seen a duck. And I hold him and I had a hole in my waders and got soaked. So um, it, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, if you want to come fishing with me, I can make you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> Cole, thanks for joining us. Last thing here, uh, obviously for everyone listening in right now in the pod, uh, they can't see you, but looking over your left shoulder, you got a pretty cool Batman thing set up over there. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a huge Batman fan. I love the Batman trilogy. Um, my, my roommate, Jake Lasseter, he's the tackle on our team. He picks on me all the time about how much I love Batman. Um, but, yeah, so I have my Batman thing and then Kennesaw Owl's flag right behind me. But, yeah, huge Batman fan. I think he's awesome. I, I just think he's so cool because he, he's a normal guy um, and is classified as superhero just because of how tough he is um, and his fighting skills. So got to respect him. Do we get a Batman or a Bane impression? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let me think of a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one that my brother uses all the time. I'm not good at it. It's my brother that's good with the impressions. Um, I'm terrible at them. 
So I, I'm not even going to take an attempt. And Your brother's good at impressions. He's good at fishing. I mean, come on, Cole. You should have gotten some talents passed down, right? I know. I know. Maybe mine's, maybe mine's football. <laughs> I can uh, serve as, as a testament to your skills in the football field. We'll, we'll, we'll judge you on the fishing and the impressions later on. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. We really appreciate it, Cole. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate Cole and Nikeem for joining us. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. If you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Nest, please consider leaving a review and rating this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can subscribe to have this podcast that's released every single week delivered to your device. I'm Nolan Alexander, and until next time, go Owls.